1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. In a relationship, never underestimate the power of date night, especially when it means sharing a movie at Marcus Theaters. Get tickets now at MarcusTheaters.com. Even if I hated this guy, I would still want him on the show <laughs> because he's got the best, one of the best walk-up themes of all time. Frank Caliendo. Good morning, Frank. How are you? I am doing wonderfully. You're coming by? You're coming by Milwaukee? Going to be here? We can do that right away. Cover where you're going to be? Uh, I'm actually going to be in Waukegan. That's oh. where I'm going to be. Uh, and that's in March. I think it's March 18th. So, 19th. March 19th, 19th Frank. 19th. Oh, that's right. 18th yeah. is Aurora, Illinois. Then then uh, the, the, yeah, the 19th is Waukegan. Frankonstage.com for tickets. And uh, that's one of those shows that's moved like... 12 times since uh really the COVID thing yeah i think it's moved actually two or three times okay so. but we've dialed it into march 19th in it's Milwaukee happening again it's yeah. on at yeah the, i'll be the there Gen- at the genesee theater yes all right yes i'm ready to rock all right and where can they get tickets because you can check out ticket information at our website 1029thehog.com perfect let's go with that okay with that. all yeah. right very yeah, good why not? so you're uh you're you're getting right. Are you traveling now? Or are you back on the road yet? Or is this? Uh, uh... No, I've just been auditioning for TV stuff and not getting anything right now. That's basically really my, yeah. like what? Um, little bits of it's actually non comedy stuff, which you guys we were making fun we're of, or you were making about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just want to do something different. It's it's for me just trying to do little bits of things. But they were bringing me like these big parts where you got to cry and go crazy. And I'm like, I can't, I'm just going to look like an idiot. It's like going to look like a comic. Did they, want you, did they want you to do like Patch Adams or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, put a clown nose on. Here we go. Okay. What are we doing? Henry dancing. We're dancing. No, wrong movie. Okay. It's the birdcage part three. This time we've got little birds that read bedtime stories to famous people. We're doing it backwards from the story we just heard about 15 minutes ago. You Tremendous know, job. By the way, thank you for having me on for a segment where I didn't talk. Okay. That's got to be exhausting just impersonating robin williams right yeah i'm tired i gotta take a nap right right yeah Yeah. see i see that breaking out no matter what kind of show you you may or yeah that's every time i've ever been casting anything like a sitcom or something like uh i'm like can i do like a character yeah yeah we're gonna have you do lots of characters oh i something original like me um narrating the scene as morgan freeman in the middle of it Ah, yes. <laughs> and that's when Valerie Bertinelli realized she was in the biggest mess she'd ever been in. <laughs> then Betty White was going to forget her lines and they'd redo it 15 times. But by the end of it, it was probably the funniest thing they'd ever seen. I'd expect that even in a like dramatic cop show you were in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I- it's. Everything I do, everything I do, they're always like, we got to work this in. I'm like, but then I'm just the same, you know. You know, comedians, you're a weird group. You are. You are a weird group of people, you know, who have the courage to get up on stage and tell us about your lives. You just, you're weird. And I heard (laughs) at the Bob Saget funeral, I got this from a guy who was at the funeral. They had an open mic. At uh, at the like yeah, that not, sounds not, normal. Not at the funeral. It was at the luncheon or the dinner afterward. You know, mm-hmm. and comedians were just getting on the mic and it was uh, it and riffing. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know Bob that well, but I knew him a little bit, and 
That sounds like something he would have loved. I mean, honestly, like the, he he was he had that offbeat sense of humor. The the guy you saw, Danny Tanner on TV. I don't know if you guys know Saget or met him or totally different type of person off, off stage. It was you know? one of the greatest acting jobs I've ever seen because when you saw Bob Saget, it was not like Danny Tanner at all. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah, and he he went completely. He was always really really filthy and really really goofy and funny <laughs> and then he got that show and people thought that's what he was was the super sweet guy and then all these old people would come oh danny tanner he's so lovely oh dear heavens what did he say about <laughs> right. the ocean twins right yeah it's uh it was a very very different type of thing but super like i was i was kind of uh brought my my son had told me that he pass away and then i you know started seeing it all over the place it's like geez and louis anderson died i think right after that who is a family friend i i still remember mm-hmm. louis anderson um being at our house on um memorial day weekend in uh, la it was in studio city and my son took his hat louis hat and uh ran off with it uh, just a baseball hat, and everybody's like, "Oh, sorry, Louis." He's like, "Nah, don't worry about it. Can be fine. Can be fine." My son dunks it in the pool, starts swirling it around, brings it back to Louis, and like, we're like, "Oh my gosh, we're so sorry, Louis." He goes, "No problem." And he puts it on, and water just starts falling down. Like, like, yeah, okay. Do you guys got a sandwich over here? Okay, do you guys, do you have any? Yes, yeah. We have chicken. Yeah. Top five answers are on the board. Show me blow dryer. Um, you know, uh, now that makes me wonder about your parenting skills. If your kids are running this wild when guests are over, Frank. It wasn't, no, I mean, I don't know what it was. It wasn't, my kids were actually pretty calm, except for when somebody more famous than me would show up. The hat yeah. incident. Yeah. Have you, uh, are, are you miserable, Frank? I, uh, are, you a, are you a miserable comedian? I don't think I'm, I, I don't think I'm miserable. I think I'm like everybody else where you have ups and downs, but, and people, the thing is where people expect you to be on and ha- you know, happy all the time. And, but happy to me is just kind of sitting here uh, and being content. I'm, I'm just the type of person who likes to sit around and, yeah. and observe, but people think, you know, you're going to be out there putting on a show and that's not really, really me. Never well, different comedians have different. I never thought Eddie Murphy was miserable. I think Stephen Wright might be. <laughs> I don't Jerry think Stephen, Seinfeld. I, I never thought he was miserable. Stephen Wright. I don't know if I've ever told you the story, but I was at Letterman, and Stephen Wright was on. They were taping two shows that night. It was like a Thursday for the Thursday Friday shows. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Wright walks in there and goes, "Oh my God, you're him!" And I was like, "What?" what? He goes, "Wait a second, you're doing it right now." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "You're learning to be me." I was like, "Yeah, I kind of am." <laughs> <laughs> Because I just watched this documentary, and maybe you've seen it, Misery Loves Comedy. No, I haven't. Uh, I'm a sucker for documentaries. And it's just comedians talking about, you know, their experiences. And the one thing I learned uh, for sure is you, as a comedian, there's nothing you love more uh, than watching another comedian just crash and burn on stage. Absolutely. 100%. They all said that is, if you go to someone's show and they are dying up on stage, you are loving it more than anything. When you know somebody's good, when you know somebody's really good and they're just eating it, there's nothing better than that going, oh, my God, like just 
bringing them to like the the because we it's happened to all of us. We all go out there and like this is the same garbage I've spewed a thousand times. It crunches, it, you know, it just destroys. Uh-huh. And then you get this audience. The, the the thing that'll just kill a show is somebody in the front going. Like that, then that catches fire. That's the COVID of laughter. Like it, it. Everybody around the room says, all of a sudden, the whole room's going. I can't believe you're bringing someone down in this. No, somebody has to be made fun of. It's whether it's Mm -hmm. I could be making fun of myself or something. But it's not done to be mean. It's done to say, hey, look, we're all kind of goofy. But it's it, and it's I, I honestly. It's usually like a judgmental person. That's it, it's usually a, in in my case, it's usually a woman staring at me, going, ah. and well, just as that breath, I'm like, can you just what? get rid of the rest of that breath? What's, can you just just leave? When's the last time it happened to you? Oh, I mean, I've had because I do a lot of corporate events and stuff like that. Yeah, where it, they'll they'll go okay, but if you, it, I'm telling you, it just it's it's. Uh, it, it catches on with everybody. As soon as one person's doing it, everybody's like, oh, we all need to judge as well. <laughs> and like, you know, and, and then it's just that. <sighs> I love the term, eat it. Watch it. Right. Eat it and, so, and so yeah. why would you enjoy seeing someone else? Because it's not you, I'm thinking. Yeah, because it's one. not. It's the not you thing. And it's the <laughs> uh, it's happened to me before. But you have to know the person is good. If the person isn't good, you're going, oh, this person should just stop doing this forever. Right. It's not it's not that it's a person going, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, it's probably not going to happen to somebody like Chappelle or something. But somebody going up there and working on something new, you're going, oh, they're human, too. There's that element of going, I I, I either idolize or love the you know, this person's work or go. But hey, I can't that, believe. Isn't that part of the fun? Just there's no guarantee this is going to go well. Just because I've, I've done this a hundred other times, right? Isn't that uh, kind of the drug? I don't know. I think I operate differently than a lot of people. Um, I, I mean, because I have the built-in go-tos. Uh, if something doesn't go right, I can immediately fix it <laughs> with Bam. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boom. I mean, the reason that joke didn't work is. You know, this guy over here did that over there. Isn't that right, Pat? I've been dead for 20 years, John. And that's when they realized that uh, this kind of thing was going to go on forever. I would pay you uh, money to be the telestrator man for curling. <laughs> yeah, that... I mean, you got you got the guy with the broom right. Pat, what's that guy doing with the broom there? I <laughs> think he's need. sweeping the ice to <laughs> exactly what we get need. it to the right spot. Yeah, and I think that what happens here is you got to get the iron thing, the, the ironing board thing. Is that what that is? I think it's a. Well, I'm not sure what it is, John. Yeah, we probably should have researched this a little bit, but the, you know, you get into that circle there and you try and knock the other guys. Yeah, thing out of there, and they need that. They need a telestrator because I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, most and then of the time. The, and then you got you got you got to be able to skate. If you can't skate, <laughs> they don't have skates, Frank. They don't have skates, John. <laughs> well, what's he? How's he going there on the ice? He's just kind of sliding. Sliding. Yeah, I got them special yeah. shoes. You ever you ever seen that electric slide, Pat? <laughs> Not in a while, John. I'm doing the gritty. What's the gritty? I have no. <laughs> Almost swore there, John. <laughs> Just say the first letter. If you say the first letter, you can say it. No, you can't, John. Not not today. What if what if Madden would have spelled out almost curse words on that telescreen? <laughs> yeah. F L U 
You know, John, if you'd have gotten close to the end and then used the alternative letter, it would have built some suspense. I don't, you don't care. How excited are you for the Super Bowl this week? Uh, pretty excited, I okay. guess. I, I uh, never, not, not as excited as my morning beverage, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, uh, for people who don't understand that, that was Bob asked me. I asked Frank when we got. I said, I, I said, hey, we have a minute. You can go get coffee or whatever you drink. And he just grumbled out, Doctor Pepper. Doctor Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Uh, yeah. I, said, I don't want people to think oh. I'm boozing it up here, getting ready. To, <laughs> <laughs> it was like my morning drink, and it was like. Ah! Diet Dr. Pepper and scotch. And scotch. <laughs> uh, um, uh, no, I, oh, here's a cool thing. Finally, I uh, got interviewed. Yes, I got interviewed by Sports Illustrated this week. What? Uh, for the, yeah, for the Super Bowl about Sean McVay. Because people have compared my voice to Sean McVay's voice, which I find odd because I don't think I sound anything like him. But but I have a little I got a little bit of that Sean Mc Sean McVay voice it's that kind of thing right there, and uh, it was interesting. So I did a you know I did an interview with this is how I got into Sports Illustrated. I always wanted to be one of those high school kids in the end right of the, in the beginning of the thing where yeah, they set a record that, that for yeah set a record <laughs> right and then he grows up to be Peyton Manning or something yeah yeah uh, or you know have a have a full spread in the. The, uh, the in the middle of the magazine is mm-hmm. like people to watch mm-hmm. uh, not just for an event but forever um right. so uh so yeah i got to do a, like and then it was something about charles somebody's uh no it was patrick mahomes mom said she still wanted to be in the swimsuit issue and then i was uh, i was like well sean mcveigh could probably actually be in it that's that's how fit that guy is Did you see and, his dad at the game Oh, at the yeah. championship game, I looked at his dad. I went, it's like his brother, who's five years older than him. It looked like. Yeah, that was that was that was almost that was borderline creepy. That, that age difference, <laughs> yeah. right there. I was like, son, right. brother, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it'll. I think it'd be interesting. I like the Joe Burrow story. I think it's a lot of fun uh, watching this guy who looks like uh, a young Jim Brewer. Um, he does. You're right. Yeah, uh, yeah, just waiting for him. Going. Eh, eh, that goat boy thing. <laughs> People think I smoke pot because of my eyes. I don't smoke pot because I... <laughs> since, we, since you brought up Saturday Night Live, can you explain Pete Davidson and how he keeps pulling these top-shelf girlfriends seriously? I, I got to believe it's his teeth. <laughs> his teeth. <laughs> Those are big teeth and a big smile. I guess he's about 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, okay. I know some people that know him, and he's just got... He's got that I don't give a rip kind of thing, and he's always close to, you know, it's always depression, and people think he's going to die. Women love that. See, right. There's your miserable comic there. Somebody who you can take care of. That's hmm. There's something to that. But uh, don't ugly girls want to take care of people, too? <laughs> Just these top-shelf, five-star, you know, first-class girlfriends he gets all the time, Frank? Uh, listen, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't, I, you're talking. Well, yeah, you're I just, you I just found the right. one early That's and, true. and been second guessing ever since. That's true. Guys. So who do you like in the Super Bowl? Uh, I got to believe the Rams are going to win. I, and I don't know why I don't want them to win. I, I don't really feel like I do. I like Sean McVay. Uh, I don't have a, I don't dislike anybody on the team. I, I think I like the Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase story that uh, I think I like that. But, um, 
I don't know. I, I just for some reason I like to see the Bengals win. I just there's something about Joe, Joe Burrow that you know that I think is is fun and he's 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 kind of like he's, he's going to be around for a while longer though. I mean Matt Stafford yeah, but, is running out of years. Yeah, but this is that also that time where you've got the best chance to win when the quarterback has a uh a, 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 a you know a small number for the salary cap. Yeah, you can find so you got a window of like three or four years where you can get some really good players around them. They just need an offensive line. They had a really good defense, but you know what this uh, is? This is real analysis. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, talk here, a yeah. little deep dive, guys. Yeah. Maybe I should have been on it. Uh, <laughs> Eight fifteen. You know, I got a, I got a. Rome wishes he could talk about the Super Bowl like. What this. a great segue you just went <laughs> into you. there. When we're doing in-depth Caliendo analysis, decent but not as entertaining as someone who would pause. By the way, have you guys seen the Jim Rome program lately? No, I haven't. No, dude looks like a caricature of himself. What? The features on Jim Rome's face have multiplied by a thousand. I'm not sure what it is, but the goatee's gotten smaller and the honker has gotten bigger. By the way, the hair has completely changed. Dude makes 30 gazillion dollars a second. Worth every penny. How great is that? I don't even count the pennies. I give away the pennies. I give away the dollars. I don't need anything smaller than a hundred. Ben Franklin is just giving away as a tip to the guy who opens my door. He looks a little like a tombstone character now. <laughs> I'm not your Daisy. <laughs> no, it's I'm I'm a Daisy if you do. Daisy if you do. Yeah. I'm your Huckleberry. That's it. There you go. Why Johnny Ringo <laughs> looks like someone just walked over your grave. Ah, Frank, you never disappoint. I'll give you I'm that. legal. Nice. Yeah, that is awesome. You going to stop and see us when you're in Waukegan, or is this a uh, No, I, I got I to gotta make an effort. That's All right. I'm... Yeah, you haven't been to the studio in a while. Yeah, well, yeah, there have been some extenuating circumstances. Hey, All right, Waukegan, March yeah, 19th. Genesee. The Genesee Theater. All right. Yeah, you can get your checkout. You can get all your ticket and show information at our website, 1029thehog.com. And we will be redoing Kurt Russell vehicles <laughs> as Jim Rome. I want you to be Doc Holliday. I, definitely. And then I'm going to do the doors. <laughs> going to be. That's right. Oh, and you'll Bell be Kilmer. ice. Do him as ice. Yeah. Ice man. Oh, ice man. Yeah. How yeah. great is that? Yeah. yeah. Saving that for the next one. The tooth clock. When, when I come back. Got to figure out who my Tom Cruise is, and I will take your breath away. <laughs> Frank, always great to talk to you. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate that guy. Oh, yeah.